What's up, everybody? Welcome back in to the Tide Talk Podcast on the Believe Podcast Network. Stacy Blackwood here with Jake Thomas. Jake, what's up, buddy? Man, doing good. I had a safe uh, trip in from the well, a little extended vacation uh, for the weekend, and uh, we come back today. Uh, but man, heartbreak this weekend. We'll get into it. But man, I you know, kind of ruined my weekend to be honest with you and my vacation. <laughs> yeah, I hate I hate the tide uh, ruined your vacation, Jake, but. Uh, well, like you said, we'll we'll talk more about that. Uh, the chat is open for those that are that are just tuning in. So make sure you jump in the chat and kind of give us your thoughts on uh, the the album was tough loss to Texas A and M this past weekend. Uh, but before we really dive into much of that, I do want to tell you about our friends over at BetOnline.ag. You know, football season is back, and you know all the eyes are on the football field. So you know, make sure you head on over to BetOnline.ag, which is the number one spot for all your pro and college football action. Uh, head on to the website or use your mobile device to sign up today to receive your 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit. Don't forget to use our promo code BELIEVE to receive your bonus. That's B-L-E-A-V. From football, basketball, boxing, right to your favorite Vegas casino games, don't wait to take advantage of all the amazing offers available for the 2021 season. Bet online is the fastest and easiest way to bet on all your sports. Bet online where the game starts all right guys really excited to be back with another episode of the podcast good to have jake back from his vacation uh like he's mentioned a minute ago uh, the album game kind of put a little damper on his trip but uh he made it back home safe so we're we're thankful for that uh but yeah it's a it was a tough loss jake uh you know we're going to talk about that you know as as the show moves along but uh the the chat is open so jump in there Give us your thoughts and opinions, and we'll be sure to read those. And if you're not subscribed already, hit that subscribe button, whether it's on YouTube, Apple Podcasts, Spotify, just wherever you get great podcasts. Jake, let's just might as well just uh, kind of get it out of the way. Uh, let's talk a little bit about what happened in the Texas A&M game. Uh, just, just your initial thoughts, Jake, when you were watching the game live, your emotions throughout that game, and uh, you know, kind of your thought process watching the Tide play on Saturday night. Honestly, I was, you know, starting out, I was dumbfounded because, I mean, my gosh, it went up 17-7. to 7. I mean, it was halftime, 17-7. I was like, what the crap is going on? I mean, this was not the top Alabama performance I was expecting. I mean, especially the way A&M has been playing. Now, I understand everybody gives Alabama their A-plus effort, and usually Alabama steps up to the plate and goes A-plus-plus when that happens and usually may struggle in a half and then then dominate the second half. But saying I just felt different, and I don't know what it was, but, I mean, it was almost Johnny Manziel-esque because, oh, uh, Cal, I, I made fun of him. But, I mean, but it's Cal Zotter, but I called him Cal Zone the whole game. But, I mean, the dude played out of his mind. And, I mean, he has not done that against anybody this year. And to have that kind of performance against Alabama, it was crazy. But, yes, I did crush a water bottle. Thank goodness it was empty. But, yeah, I was I was pretty ticked. But uh, hats went flying across the room. Sunglasses luckily didn't break, but they, they went flying across the room too. But it was just very disappointing. So, Yeah, it, it was disappointing because – you know, Alabama left a lot of points on the oh field that, that, that they could have scored more than what they did. Uh, defensively, 
the inconsistency is just it's it's baffling. I mean, it really is. Uh, there, there's too much talent, too much experience on that defense for for so many lapses, for so many miscommunications or mis miscalls or or missed assignments, whatever it is. Uh, there, there's too much talent and experience for that to happen. Uh, so it, it's just it, it's just very. I'm not sure the effect that the the Malachi Moore ejection had on right. the game, uh, but you know it did make you know some sort of impact on the game, especially in the first half because the defense did finally make adjustments at halftime and played much better in the second half. But Jake, when we needed them to make a play and make a stop, they didn't do it late in the game. No. They no. didn't do it. They, they busted the coverage. Uh, had a chance to to hold them to a long field goal attempt there at the end of the game, but we get a pass interference call because we can't get our head turned around and play the football. It's just it's one thing after another, and it's just it's very frustrating to watch when you know the amount of talent that is there on that side of the football for Alabama. Yeah, and I got three points I want to make real quick. First off, the defense, since we're talking about it, I mean we have three, we have several players that are three-year starters on that defense and they're still missing assignments. Yep. I mean, that should never, that should never happen. I know uh, Toa Toa is new, especially in our system, but I mean, he, he started at Tennessee and he's, and he's really good. So he's, he's busted several plays, not just in this, you know, this game. I'm just, I'm just talking about the whole season. Yeah. You know, yeah. The, the entire defense missed coaches. Point number two when when you have Brian Robinson in the backfield, you do not pass thirty times in within the fifteen yeah, yard. Hey, line. We'll, we'll, yeah, we'll talk, we'll talk about, about that, that too. here in a minute. But uh, and I see what you're saying. Go go ahead and go, go give your third point real quick. The third point um, was you know to honestly, the NCA needs to reevaluate the targeting rule because that is absolute crap. If they didn't get, if they got Malachi for a target, but didn't get uh, their guy for for hitting our guy, I mean, it, it was helmet to helmet contact. I don't care if he led it with his shoulder first; he did hit a helmet to helmet and didn't cut and didn't get it. We got we got to review that. I mean, that's bull crap. Yeah, let's. I want to talk about that for just a second because I don't even know what targeting targeting is anymore, Jake. It's ridiculous. It is, and I don't want to hear their crap about player safety. Because the one the hit that was much more detrimental to the player was the one on Billingsley, not the one on yeah. Texas A&M's quarterback from Malachi Moore when he barely bumped him. I know, yeah. Exactly. So if it was about player safety, they would throw the player out that took the risk of hurting the other player the most. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So I don't want to hear their crap about it being about player safety. And I don't want to hear their crap about being about player safety when they let people dive at each other's knees when ACLs are being torn every other snap. Right. Exactly. I, I just it, it's not about player safety. It's about it's about perception. That's what it's about for them. It's not really about the players. It's about their perception of of protecting players uh heads from injuries. Right, uh, it, it's a joke. It's a big joke, and pass interference calls are a joke too. I'm not just I'm not mm-hmm. talking about the, the Demarco Helens one, right? Uh, you know, but I'm just saying overall, pass interference is a joke, guy. I mean, the defensive player has no chance nowadays. No, uh, if if he has just a fingertip on an opposing wide receiver, I don't care what school he's at, they're calling a flag. It's 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 ridiculous. It is. Uh, there, there's a lot that needs to be looked at, and it's easy to get fired up about this stuff after your team loses. 
which, you know, fortunately for us, that that that's just the first time in the last 20 games that Alabama's lost. So, nineteen uh, and one. Yeah, nineteen and one over the last 20. I'll take that Absolutely. Uh, any day of the week. But but more specifically about this game, Jake, uh, defensively, here's my problem with the defense. Uh, not only do we we give up yardage and points to to great offensive teams because and I don't have a problem with that because you're going to the great offensive teams they're going to put some points on you because you know great offense always you know pretty much beats great defense that's just the way it is but Jake we don't smother the the uh the offenses that we should smother no southern miss had no reason to score 14 points against us no. mercer had no reason to score 14 points against us mm-hmm. so so what i mean is when the defense doesn't smother the teams that they should smother uh, there's your sign that you may have a little bit of a problem and you know I, i've i've defended pete golding uh because 2019 I, I even today that 2019 was not on pete golding that defense had a horrific amount of injuries. Oh, yeah. And then 2019, I thought he was turning the corner because they played much better. But this 2021 defense is is about the same as it was last year, and there's better players on this defense than there was last year, uh, you know, minus Patrick Sartan. But the truth is our corners have played pretty well. It's yeah. it's it's pretty much everybody else. Yeah. It's, it's, it's the middle of the defense. It's the safeties. It's the inside linebackers. Uh and the interior defensive lineman outside of Fedarian Mathis. So right. it's 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 just frustrating to watch these guys when you know what they can be and they're not living up to that potential. And you brought up the 2019 defense. I'm going to go back a few years, be, you know, before that. You know, this defense now, it, it does not do a good job stopping the run in the middle, you know, up the middle. Back, back in 2015, 2016, I mean, Alabama smothered runs up the middle. This yeah, defense well, has holes as big now, as well, – and, and I'll say I'll say this. There's no doubt we have talent right now, but we don't have Jonathan Allen and Deron Payne talent on the I, middle I, of that defensive line. So, I mean, it's, I it's different that. when you when you got two first-round NFL dudes on that, that the interior of the defensive line compared to, you know, I mean, Phil Mathis will be a, probably a second-round pick, but we don't right. have – we don't have any right now first round picks on that interior defensive line. So that's, that plays a little bit into it, but uh, you know, outside of a couple of runs they had in the first half, Alabama done a pretty good job against Texas A&M. I mean, mm-hmm. held them to, I think three and a half yards per carry. Uh, that's not great, but it's not, it's not bad. Uh, you know, pretty much shut their entire running game down in the second half. They didn't, they didn't do anything in the second half on the ground. So, uh, but I agree it could be better. It should be better. Yeah. Um, but but the bust in coverages, the the missed tackles in open space, uh, I'm just sick of it. I mean, all I can say. yeah, I don't, I don't know. It, it's 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 kind of frustrating because you know you know we talked about. I mean, we hyped up all summer long this yeah, defense. We did. And I mean, and there's no excuse for this defense to have so many busted coverages and everything else going on with it right now. And like I said, I mean, maybe it's maybe it's fifty fifty. Half of us on coaching, half of us on the players to go out there and execute the plays that they're that they're giving. They're not doing that. So I mean, you know, and I've been one of these that that's been on Pete going for the past couple of years. But I was trying to give him the benefit benefit of the doubt this year. 
So I'm, I'm still trying to do that, but I mean, it's obvious something is not right with the defense. Yeah. You know, and, and we've kind of talked about this before. I don't know if it was kind of between us or on the show, but it seems like we just need to simplify the defense, man. Right. Yeah. I mean, it just it it feels like it's just overly complicated, mm-hmm. and and maybe that's why there's so many busted coverages. I don't I don't I don't have the answers. If I had the answers, I would be the coach that's making ten million dollars a year right now at Alabama. But I'm not that guy. I'm just right. here to give my opinion. Right. But uh, I, I don't know. I feel like I feel like. It may be time. I'm not saying Pete Golden's a bad defensive coordinator because he's not. He's a, he's a good defensive coordinator. I mean, there's no. He's a good defensive coordinator. But at Alabama, you need a great defensive coordinator. We deserve a great defensive coordinator. Right. So, uh, I, I just, you know, do you think that that Pete will be back after this year? Just kind of. That's kind of a. I, I, that's a good good question. I don't have that answer. Like yeah. you said, you know, <laughs> Saban's got that answer. I want to tell you one other thing about the defense that. You know the other uh, from Saturday night. You know we got no pressure on on, on Cal, Calzada at all, and yeah. and they were starting true two yeah. true freshman offensive linemen, and we got zero pressure. That's kind of concerning too. I mean, I know. I mean, really, the I mean, Drew Sanders out. He's a really good pass pass rusher, and of course Will Anderson. But I mean, other than that, somebody besides Mathis, somebody on that on that front defensive front has got to step up. And you know, if, you know, we don't hear much about if, uh, Justin and Borgiby. We don't hear much about him. DJ Dell, I think he had a couple of tackles on the night, but you don't hear much about him in games. Somebody's got to step up besides Mathis, besides Anderson, besides Drew Sanders, besides Christian Harris on that front seven, eight guys right there. Somebody's got to step up. Yeah, and yeah, the pass rush uh, needs to be better, but A and M kept a lot of guys in and it was it was they run a lot of six and even seven man protections uh throughout that game so i mean that had a lot to do with it uh but the 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 interior pass rush needs to needs to step it up i mean right now the the only two guys that even pose some sort of threat in the pass rush is 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 mathis and anderson so uh that that definitely needs to to kind of get sorted out i don't know if they need to bring more guys, but you know, you know Malachi Moore, and that, that's why I brought the Malachi Moore getting ejected. You know, something that he is, you know, I kind of say he specializes in is blitzing. Yeah. You know, uh, from from the secondary, and you know maybe maybe we had had that planned in the game. I, what, what I'm trying to do, I'm not trying to to defend Pete Golding, but you know they have a game plan going into games. Maybe the game plan because you know Malachi Moore has kind of been rotating in and out with Brian Branch, but Moore right. got the start this week. Maybe the plan this week was to bring Malachi in a lot on blitz packages, and uh-huh. and maybe you know maybe that was kind of their game plan moving you know going into that game, and you know he gets ejected there on the first series, and it kind of throws a wrinkle in their game plan, and you know they couldn't really adjust to the second half. So, uh, and and the truth is Texas A and M just come out firing on all cylinders. They hit us right in the mouth, yep. and and we couldn't respond and couldn't really get on our feet until the second half. And, uh, you know, kudos to the guys for coming out in the second half and they played their rear ends off and, and got back in it and had a chance to win. But, you know, you know, Texas A&M made the plays the last four minutes of the game and Alabama didn't. And that was, that was what, you know, decided the game. Yeah, absolutely. Al- along with a plethora of, of other things throughout the game. All right. We've talked about the defense. We're going to talk about the offense here in just a second, but real quick, the chat is open. So if you got any questions or comments, jump in there right now. 
and uh, we'll be sure to read those and, and answer those the best we can. Uh, Jake, we did have a question kind of leading up to the to talking about the offense from Steven yep. on Twitter. Um, and I'm just kind of remember off the top of my head, he was asking, you know, does Bryce Young, uh, you know, does he have the ability to change the plays, you know, at the line of scrimmage? And if so, you know, why wouldn't he have changed to, to some running plays, you know, there inside the 15-yard line? Uh, the truth is we don't know the answer to that. I would assume right. that he has some kind of freedom within the offense to, to make some plays, but uh, it may just be check with me's where he looks at the sideline and they give him the the, the second play call. So uh, not sure on that, but uh, I'm not going to put any of this on Bryce Young. I don't, I'm not putting a bit of this game on Bryce Young. It was his sixth start. I mean, he's going to throw interceptions, man. He's going to make mistakes. But you know who shouldn't be making mistakes? John Metchie should not be dropping passes. No. Jaleel Billingsley should not be dropping passes. No. I mean, it, it's just – I mean, I don't know how many drop passes we had, but it was a bunch. And they were all critical drops, either first downs. Uh, Latouz was a touchdown. Yeah. And I, I don't know. I just – it was it, – it's just uh, – that part I cannot explain. Uh, drops have been an issue all year long. So uh, – you know, it's it's kind of hard to, uh, to to even really think about that. All right, we got There's Steven again. Yeah. Uh, man, Bill O'Brien, look, it's easy to question play calling, especially sitting on the couch. But, right. Uh, anybody who doesn't think Alabama should have ran the ball more than what they did inside the 15-yard line, I don't know what you're watching. Um, uh, we ran the ball eight of uh, – passed the ball eight of ten plays that we had inside the 15-yard line. That's inexcusable. It is. Be, Brian, Brian Robinson was averaging six yards a carry. He was plowing over dudes. He was running his tail off, and he was carrying that offense. And and for some reason, we, we didn't give him the ball enough. Jake, we threw the ball 48 times in that game, and Brian Robinson only had 24 carries. There is no way – we should double up his rushing attempts in a game. No way. Negative. No. I mean, Brian Robinson right now uh, needs to be the workhorse on, on the yeah. offensive side of the ball. Yep. I mean, he he's earned it because, I mean, he's – like you said, he's been getting better and better each week. And, uh, you know, like, but I, I'm with you. There's nothing on Bryce on this game. Uh, Bryce, like you said, he made, he's making his sit start. And I mean, and and to me, he, you know, he he's he's still learning, you know, a little bit, uh, like, like everything. There's Stacy's son out <laughs> on the screen. Sorry, guys, we got a little bit of interruption here. Yeah, but uh, tell him, hey, Barrett. Barrett, what are you doing, boy? <laughs> but uh, but no, I, yeah, I mean, Brian Robinson needs to be the workhorse of this offense. Yeah. He is a. Uh, he he seems like he's kind of turned into, you know, a guy that could carry the team. Much like I don't want to compare him to Derrick Henry, but you know, it may need to be like that this year moving forward. We need to feed him because he seems like he's a guy who gets better as the game goes on, as the defense wears out. And you know, late in that that fourth quarter, Jake, that that defense was gassed for Texas A and M, and we should have fed uh, Brian Robinson the ball oh gosh, as many yes. times as possible. Yeah, absolutely. Um, hey, and uh, Stephen, to answer your question about uh, JoJo and Kool Aid, um, I, I don't, I don't know where maybe Kool Aid could find a place 
at one of the safeties. Uh, but I mean, I, I don't have many complaints about Job or, or uh, Jalen Armour Davis. I feel like they've they've played pretty solid. I mean, Job every once in a while he's going to get one penalty a game, but man, when you get thrown out a lot, it's going to happen. So, I mean, especially in today's game, they're 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 flag happy. Devin's got a question. Says, what would you say the biggest factor in the game was? Was it the Malachi Moore ejection, Bryce Young's interceptions, B. Rod's fumble, pass interference on last drive? Um, I, I would first of all, I don't. I'm not putting that fumble on B. Rob. No. I mean, uh, my kids are in the background now, uh, <laughs> so th- for your entertainment. Uh, but I would say that uh, uh, it's the biggest issue was it was all of those things. It was drop passes to me. The drop yeah. passes were, were were the killers. Um especially Latou's in the end zone. You you can't drop a touchdown pass. Uh John Mechie dropped a couple first down plays. Uh Billingsley on our last possession dropped one. Uh so it's uh it's just it's just frustrating. So um I, I think it's a multitude of all those things. And uh just uh I, I don't know how to explain it. It's just a bunch of different things. So it just is what it is, and I'll be right back, Jack. You care, carried on. <laughs> you good. Uh, anyway, guys, uh, uh, Devin, uh, to me, I, I'm with Stacy on that. Um, I, you know, it, it, it was a combination of all of those things. Uh, it kind of started out with Malachi's ejection, which, you know, we talked about earlier in the show. I, the targeting call has got to be changed. I mean, I, I'm sorry. I did not believe that was targeting at all. Um, I, and, and then later on in the game, they, they went after one of our guys, and and it wasn't called targeting. So, you know, and, and that was a clear helmet-to-helmet hit. So, I, I, I don't I don't understand, uh, you know, the, the targeting rule. Um, but, you know, again, Bryce Young, I, I'm not throwing this on him, and I don't understand some of the backlash towards him right now. Um because Bryce Young is making the sit start. Start. You can't. You can't. Can't blame him for for the you know for the offensive woes that's happening. I mean, he's throwing. I mean, there was a couple of passes that that were behind receivers other you know the other night. But other than that, I mean, he's throwing perfect balls and they're just dropping them. I mean, that's been happening all year. Uh, B. Rob, you know, other than the fumble, he's been he's been pretty much consistent. You know. Uh, 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 pretty much our, our pretty much a big offensive guy, uh, running. Yeah. Ball. Yeah. Then, I'm, I'm back by the way, yeah. guys, I'm sorry about that. My kids, I mean, <laughs> what do you do? You get, when you got kids, you got kids. Right. But, and I want to touch on this. The yeah. fumble was not on Brian Robinson. That no. that was Bryce Young's fault. Yeah. But, but I go back to play calling Jake. Mm-hmm. I mean, how many fullback dives have we ran in, in the last 10 years? Right. Yeah. I mean, how many how many times has Bryce Young ever handed off to a fullback in his life? Think uh, about that. I mean, why would you put your players in that situation? Just line up in the I formation and hand it to Brian Robinson up the middle. Yeah. And if they stop it, they stop it. I mean, four straight plays at the one yard line. Just I, give I just, it the ball. I mean, I, I don't, I don't get that. And like I said, I, I don't, I don't like, you know, bashing coaches or players either one no. because. You know that they've forgotten more about football than what I'll ever know, but uh, it's just it's frustrating to watch when when the team doesn't 
you know, they allow a team that is inferior to them to beat them. I mean, right. you know, a couple of years ago when, when Clemson was just better than us in the national championship game, you know, that is what it is. That that is what it is. But yeah. Texas A&M was not better than us. No. And no. and Alabama had no business losing to a team with a backup quarterback and several backup offensive linemen. It just just shouldn't happen. And you know, maybe it's a wake up call for those guys, but. Uh, it, I hope it is because, you know, the thing that frustrates me the most is I understand that A&M beginning of the season, may, they were hopped up to to pretty much challenge Alabama. But, I mean, they're, they're starting quarterbacks out. And, and Cal Zotta has not looked good. They have not been able to establish a run in any of their ball games. I mean, they only scored 10 points against Colorado. But, yet they come out and – just do whatever they wanted to at will against us, against the number one team in the nation. I, I that just don't set good with me. And I mean, we could not do anything against them, and it just it was just frustrating beyond words. You know. You know, and if you look at the box score outside of the final score, Alabama dominated. Man, I mean, they had a hundred and forty three more yards than what Texas A and M had. Just, just. What happened inside the 15-yard line for Alabama? That's where it's where's that. It was inexcusable, Jake. We, mm-hmm. we took the ball out of the out of the players' hands. That was mm-hmm. making plays for us, and that was that was Brian Robinson. Absolutely. He, I just I don't get it, man. I, I don't get it. Uh, and hey. I do I do want to point out something. Jamison Williams is a dog. He Dude, is. That that man showed up in the second half, and and he played his rear end off, man. I mean he. He he helped the Alabama team get back in the game in the second half, and he was a real difference maker. And uh, you know, what would this team be like without the Ohio State receiver transfer? Mm, oh, absolutely. And Devin just just commented there. You know, yeah, hey, yeah, it could be. That's that's a dangerous combination, man. They're, they they seem is. like they're starting to. Uh, and I'll say this about our wide receivers: they they are getting more separation than they were earlier in the year against defenders. And so uh, that part is getting better. But the, the drops have got to stop. I mean, that's just yes. inexcusable. I mean, that's that's football one-on-one. If you can't, you know, catch it, uh, I mean, I, I can't do much for you. What, what is Bryce Young's, you know, completion percentage right now? Do you, do you know? No, nah, he's probably right around, around, right around probably 70%. So, I mean, adding, adding the drops that, that should have been caught, he would be probably about 72, 73%. Uh, or more and, more, yeah, more. yeah pro- probably. It's between. I mean, I mean, that's only two, three points difference, but still. Well, well Jake, mean, okay, it just it just takes one. I mean, if Cameron right. Latou holds on to the one he had, yeah. Alabama wins. So, exactly. I mean, one drop can make all the difference. Absolutely. And I'm not yeah. putting it on Cameron Latou. No. Cameron Latou is not why we lost the game. No. I'm not saying that. I'm saying we lost the game because we couldn't consistently catch the ball. Uh, we didn't consistently run Brian Robinson. Mm-hmm. And and even with the way the defense played, if we had done those two things on offense, Alabama wins the game. Yeah, absolutely. And what well, you want to talk about, yeah, yeah, that's a good question. I, yeah, that's what I was going to talk about. The I, 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 I would say, I would say partially um, because we do have a quarterback who was just making his sixth start, uh, and we have you know a left guard who was just making his sixth start, a center who was just making his sixth start, 
you know, in the centers, the one making the calls. So, I mean, I think that has something to do with it. I think uh, Bill O'Brien obviously has something to do with it. Doug Marone, the offensive line coach, has something to do with that. I'm not sure what took so long, but uh, the right tackle position, Jake, we're just we're, we're we're decent there, but we're not we're not great. I mean, it's just the truth. Yeah, and, and I was going to say, I mean, you know, I've I seen a lot of comments uh, after the game about Chris Owens' situation and this and Dal Court. But I want to, you know, I when during the game, somebody, you know, I seen on Twitter and, and social media, they was just dogging Chris Owens for a sack, but the sack wasn't Chris Owens' fault because it come from the left hand side. That I mean, they they sent two extra blitzers on the on the left hand side, and and uh, B Rock would only got only get one of them. So I mean, that wasn't on Chris Owens. But yeah, I mean, we talked about it, and, and not nothing to Chris Owens. He, you know, we said he's probably going to be kind of the the weak point on the on the offensive, you know, on the offensive line. Right. But I feel like he's getting better. But is there? Could we potentially move him back in at center? Because a lot of people has been been talking about Dalcourt and his snaps. He did a whole lot better snapping wise this week. Yeah, but Chris is kind of more he's he's more comfortable at center, and maybe Latham or Randolph, somebody else can get that right tackle position. You know, look at just for a week or two to see how it goes. I mean, is that I'm, not, I'm, I'm not going to rule out anything. I, I, right. I imagine that there's there's some discussion being made about the offensive line this week, um, uh, and I imagine there's probably some discussion being made at other positions as well. So, absolutely, uh, I, I don't I don't know. You know, I'm not sitting in those those meeting rooms, so I can't tell you that. But uh, I, I do think that that you will see some changes. Uh, maybe not this week. But maybe after the bye week here in a couple of weeks, you yeah. can see something. But I don't know, man. It's just I, – I feel like we should be – the defensive side of the ball is where we should be better at because of all the depth and experience. But we're just not there yet. <laughs> mm-hmm. It's going to be okay. We still beat y'all, Corey, so, you know, we're fine. Why don't y'all worry about Georgia? So, Will Anderson said – Basically, guys have to be about football. What is y'all's take on that? I know what I'm hearing with that, but what is your take on that remark? Yeah, I mean, maybe football is just not important to everybody on the team, and and as it is to Will Anderson, and you know that needs to change. I mean, absolutely. Uh, when you're on scholarship at the University of Alabama, I mean that's that's number one priority. I mean, it's just it just comes with the, it just comes with the territory. It sounds like he's finally, you know, he's finally stepping up to be be that leader that we need, you know, cause he, he said recently in a, in a post game interview or, or just an interview that he, he wasn't really a vocal leader, but now he's starting to step up to play and be that vocal leader. So maybe, you know, he can start getting through to some of these guys. I mean, good question, Anthony. Yeah. We've, we've talked a little bit about that. Just, I, I'm not sure what's wrong with the defense. It's, it's just not – it's not as good as it should be. We're not a terrible defense, but we're probably just average. But we have way too much talent to just be an average defense. And uh, whatever changes need to be made, I hope Coach Saban is kind of kind of feeling that out and trying to figure it out and 
hopefully them changes can be made because uh, I, I don't see a team on the schedule, the remaining schedule, that you know that would probably beat us. But when you get to the SEC championship game, or the or you know if, if they happen to make it to the college football playoff, uh, there's going to be some elite offenses then, and your defense is going to have to show up and get you some stops. So, uh, whoa, Jake. I, this has nothing to do with Alabama, but John Gruden reportedly to resign. What? I swear it just popped up on my computer. Sorry, guys. This is just random. This is what happens oh. when you do a live show. <laughs> Gruden out after more emails leaked in which you used, you know, the incentive language or whatever it is. gum. And the Raiders are actually starting to, to actually be a good team. Now, I – I, honest, honest opinion. Just going, just going to put it out here, just real quick on that. But I don't think anybody, player or coach, should be recommended or, or retribute, whatever it is, be in trouble for something that happened 10, 15 years ago. That's just my oh, personal yeah. opinion. I agree. With I'm, you. I'm sorry, but that's the type. That's the kind of kind of world we're living in now. But it's bullcrap. Yeah, I mean. Everybody in this planet or everybody on this planet has said something at some point in time that they wish they hadn't have said, and yeah. they've, they've only gotten away with it because they hadn't been caught yet. So exactly. it's just uh, it's a shame that we live in that type of that type of world right now. Because yeah. John Gruden's a good coach, and yeah. Oak, Oakland has been playing pretty well this season. So USC, <coughs> LSU, <coughs> <laughs> Oh, no, but Speaking, hey, yeah. Look, let's uh look, we we've talked enough about this AM game. Mm-hmm. It's over with, they lost. You're gonna lose you can't win all we you can't win them all. I mean Alabama almost does, but you can't win them all. Uh <laughs> is he available? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, he might be now. <laughs> he might be coming to that re- rehabilitation clinic. There you go. But uh let, let's just real quick, we're fixing to wrap the show up. We've talked enough about the game. I'm over. I'm over the loss. I was over the loss the next morning when I got up because you know what? Sometimes that happens. Album. Look, this is the way I look at it, and not everybody thinks like I do. But Texas A&M played the game of their life. Right. Alabama played about as poorly as they could in the first half, and then pretty poorly the last four minutes of the fourth quarter, and still had and still had a great chance to win that game. Yep. I mean, the truth is, if you look at the box score, Alabama should have won that game. Right. So even with as bad as they played, you could make the argument Alabama should have won that game. So mm-hmm. it's just it's just one of those things. That it's, it didn't go their way. Uh, hopefully, I don't think there's nothing about this team that can't be corrected. Uh, I just – I hope that they find a way to correct everything. Devin brings up a good point. Final thoughts. How long has it been since Kentucky of all teams was undefeated when Alabama was not? Well, this late in the season, I, I'm not sure it's ever happened. But right, I mean, I'm sure there's been a time when Alabama started the season 0 and 1, and Kentucky started 1 and 0. But as far as this late in the season, this is probably probably a record for Kentucky. The biggest game for in Kentucky's history is this weekend. Yeah, and they're gonna get beat. So <laughs> I mean, they're probably gonna get gonna get score dragged. But you know, remember I did say there was there was gonna finish second in the east. Yeah. Well so, look, we and I'm gonna say I'm gonna for like the next five minutes, let's just talk a little bit about the rest of the the SEC. Mm-hmm. 
let's just start with Georgia real quick. Uh, Georgia's not unbeatable at all. I mean, Jake, there, there's plays to be made in that secondary. If Auburn had any receivers and a quarterback that was consistent, uh, they would have made plenty of plays in that game against Georgia. Uh, yep. And offensively, Stetson Bennett does not scare me. No. I mean, he's he's a good quarterback, but he's not great. Their running game is just – their running game is no better than Alabama's, and everybody talks like there's some kind of powerhouse running team. Right. I, I mean, give me B-Rob, man. I may, maybe it's my Alabama bias, but give me B-Rob. The way he's so, played the last two games, give me Brian Robinson. Zamir White would probably be fourth on our – Well, I wouldn't, say, I wouldn't say uh, that, but <laughs> – He'd probably be third behind B-Rob and Jason McClellan, I think. Uh, Yeah, it's Mississippi State Hatewick, Yes. I hate the yeah. cowbells, but I will say this: it's a good tradition for them. So that's about all they got. So I guess we can let them have that. Is Vandy still in the SEC? Unfortunately. <sighs> yeah. Unfortunately. Uh, thoughts on Ed Orgeron, Jake? Is he gonna? Is he gonna make it? I I doubt it. No, he's I, gone. Yeah, he gone. But I made I'm I I made an interesting case the other night on our on my other show and uh, Stephen. Still thinks it's going to be at Ordron, but I my my question was, what if Florida goes goes into Death Valley and LSU beats beats Florida? Who's on the hot seat more? Is it going to be at Ordron or is it going to be Dan Mullen? Hmm. But I still it's think still, it's, it's I think it's, it's still, still Coach O. I yeah. mean, uh, that place is a dumpster fire. The way yeah. look, it's one thing to get beat by Kentucky. It's another thing to get skull dragged by Kentucky, and they got they skull dragged. Skull dragged, and so, and boot and Boutte's out for them the rest of the year too. And that's pretty much yeah. their only offense. Oh yeah, that's their. I mean, that dude's elite. That dude is an yeah. elite wide receiver. Yeah, so, they're going. They're yeah, going to struggle. They're, they're in trouble. They're yeah. in trouble. Of uh, what else is going around the SEC right now? Um, Tennessee has kind of been a surprise. They've played well the last couple of weeks. Yeah, um, I still don't think they're they're elite. No, 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 no. They ain't got enough dudes. But they, they but they're pl- Helton Hooker, Hinton Hooker. Yeah, Hinton Hooker. He's, he's, yeah, he's a good player. He's a good yep. player. He's a good, good player. And the good news is we get them at home in a night game. Yeah, uh, saw that week after next. So yeah, that's that's that'd be pretty cool. Um, uh, I want I want to just say yeah. Uh, Last week, the the pretty much the best game of the week for me was that Ole Miss Arkansas Classic. That I knew was, there was something that I was trying to think of that yeah, I could not think of. Yes, it's that, that was game. an amazing game. And do do you fault Arkansas going for it or just going to overtime? Or do you, do you think they should have they should just went to overtime? Kick the freaking extra point and go to overtime. That's what I think. And if I mean KJ oh, Jefferson had the momentum in that well, game, you know. But Jake, Jake. Jake, if you're going to go for two, mm-hmm. you have to tell your quarterback, at least give your players a chance to catch it in the end zone. He threw it. He threw it out of bounds, man. I know. You can't, you can't do that, KJ. But yeah. But, and I love Sam Pittman, Jake. But, man, Me you got to kick that extra point and go to overtime. Take your chances there. You had all the um, momentum. I mean, I just – I don't – I don't know. That's just my opinion. What would you, what would you have done? I would have kicked that extra point going okay. overtime. Yeah. I mean, that's just my well, yeah, – but that was a, that was a heck of a game. That was, it was a heck of a game. It was fun to watch. It was. It, it, was, it got Saturday started off right. Unfortunately, 
you know, Alabama didn't end it on too good of a note, but, right. uh, you know, props to Texas A&M and Jimbo Fisher being the first assistant to beat Nick Saban. Now people can finally stop talking about that. I'm so sick of hearing about that, man. I'm so glad that's over with. So is the, the 100 game winning streak over, uh, unranked opponents. That's over with, yep. but you know, it, it is what it is. I mean, you can't um, win them all. I'll, if, if, if we win the next 19 out of 20, like we did this time, I'll be, I'll be just, I'll be just fine. <laughs> and streets are made to be broken. So that's right. I mean, that's right. I mean, you can't win them all. Uh, yeah. I mean, cause Alabama's really got a, Really got a great, great quarterback. I, I have not heard that yet. I heard a lot of people talk about it, but I've not heard the song. Okay, yet. I'm just gonna have to. I have no idea what you're talking about, Stephen. There's some I, kind I, of song. I'm not. I'm not a hipster. Yeah. <laughs> there, there's some kind of song that I think a Georgia person put out. Maybe a Tennessee person that's talking about they hate Bama, but a lot of a lot of people like it, including Alabama fans. But I'm I assuming it I'm yet. assuming it's a song. Is that what it yeah, is? Yeah, it's a song. Yeah. Okay. So I, I don't know. I haven't. See, I y'all. Haven't I mean, I'm I'm letting some skeletons out. I have no idea what that is. <laughs> yeah. But Stephen, what's your thoughts on it? Sounds like you you know you've you've heard it. So, but you know. I'm going to say, say this final thought as we wait for Stephen to chime in, but Alabama still controls its own destiny, and yep. and the rest of their, their schedule plays out really well for them. But, I mean, Arkansas and maybe Auburn at, at Auburn is the, the biggest challenges left. So I just, you know, they, they still have a chance to win out. We get in the SEC championship game, and anything can happen then. So I, I'll say this. I think, I think, Tennessee is more of a threat to Alabama than Arkansas is simply because uh, Arkansas's offense doesn't threaten me as much as Tennessee's offense does. Yeah. So uh, and having them at home, like you said, is going to be is huge. Yeah, that, that's big. We have both those teams at home. So, right. um, what the only away games left Mississippi State, um, Auburn, LSU. No, LSU's no, at home. at home. That's right. So is it just is it Mississippi State and Auburn? Is that it? I think so. Surely There's, that's not it. No, we're missing. We got to be missing one. Well, I know New Mexico State's at home. Are we missing anybody between them? Tennessee. Um, I'm, I'm looking. Tennessee's at home. No, t- Tennessee's at home. Mississippi State is on the road this a, week. Yeah. Auburn's on the road. Arkansas's at home. Who are we missing? That's that, yeah. I, I'm not sure, but Devin, to answer answer your question, yeah, I do believe if Alabama does beat a beat Georgia, and it's I don't care if Alabama beats them three to nothing. I oh, still Georgia's think, getting yeah, Georgia's yeah. gonna get in now. Yeah. Now they're in Alabama seat, where if Alabama had one loss, they was gonna make it in. Yeah, it's just it's just I, I'm looking at the schedule right now. At yeah. Mississippi State, the 16th, this Anthony coming Saturday. And then at Auburn, the, the 27th of November. Wow. See, we, we have an off week after this week, right? No, uh, play Tennessee, That's off right. a week, then, play LSU. Right. Yeah. That's crazy. It is. Go o- over a month without taking a road trip. That's pretty and, wild. And, and, unfortunately, the end of football is getting close. 
Yeah, we're halfway down with the regular season. That sucks. But but basketball is on its way, and that team looked pretty good in practice. What I've been seeing, so catchy and feel bad for enjoying. (laughs) I gotta listen to this now. Oh my! I've got to listen to this, Stephen. I'm gonna listen to it, man. No kidding. I'm gonna have to check this out because I mean I've seen a lot of people talk about it, but I I hadn't heard it. Where have I been? How? I mean, when did this happen? Uh, over the weekend, huh. I believe. Any chance I break out the run the ball t-shirts? <laughs> I think that's already copyrighted by, yeah. by an Auburn fan. <laughs> Sorry, <laughs> no. But uh, yeah, <laughs> uh, yeah, we got to feed Byron Robinson. Anyways, yes. we talked about that enough. Uh, well, we're fisting to head out. We've uh, went. 45 minutes or so. We appreciate everybody that, that tuned in on the chat. Devin, Anthony, Steven, Steven, Cassidy, whoever else was in there. We really appreciate that. Uh, make sure you go and subscribe to the podcast on YouTube, Apple Podcasts, or Spotify, and we would greatly appreciate that. Uh, jump in the comments on, on our past videos on YouTube and just kind of just give us your thoughts on anything. That kind of helps out as far as YouTube's you know, algorithm on how they kind of distribute out, you know, what they recommend for people to watch when they search for, for Alabama football. So we greatly appreciate that. Uh, make sure you do head on over to betonline.ag for all your sports betting needs. Um, Devin says, appreciate, we appreciate you, Devin. Appreciate you, Anthony. Roll Tide, fellas. Roll Tide, Anthony. Um, but, uh, anyways, uh, we appreciate everybody listening. Uh, Jake, I don't have anything else to add. If you don't, uh, we can we can kind of wrap this up with a bow, put this Texas A&M loss behind us, and get ready to beat the Mississippi State Bulldogs. It's behind us. Yep, let's get it on. <laughs> hey, All right, guys, we're about to, we're about to head out. We appreciate everybody listening. Uh, you can follow our podcast on Twitter at Tide Talk Pod. I'm at, on Twitter at Blackwood eighty nine. Of course, I'm at Jake Thomas TTS. All right, guys. Hey, and also make sure you join our Facebook group as well. Just search the Tide Talk Podcast. Mm-hmm. Uh, and just you know, request to join it, and we'll uh, we'll let you in. Uh, and we just we appreciate everybody that listens to us and supports us. It means a, a great deal to us because it's a lot of fun to do this. Sorry about my kids earlier, but I mean, it one, is. Yeah, go ahead, Jack. I just want to say one other thing, uh, uh, Stacy. Uh, I believe you you have a new segment you're going to start doing maybe once yeah, twice a week to yeah. keep up with. So thank you, thank you, Jack. So, yeah, no I mean, problem. Like I. <laughs> This this is probably why I haven't heard of that song yet. Because, <laughs> anyways, but yeah, I'm I'm gonna try to do a couple, you know, at least one a week, maybe two a week. Tide talking ten, where I just real quick catch everybody up with kind of what's happened that week, and or what's coming up in the next couple of days. So just be on the lookout. That's why you need to subscribe to the YouTube channel so you right. don't miss any of that. And uh, we've made it to 100 subscribers, so we greatly appreciate that, man. Thank that you. means a lot to us. Thank, thank you. you, thank you, thank you. So here's to the next hundred and the next and the next till we get to thousands and thousands of subscribers. And we certainly appreciate that. All right, Jake, let's head out. Uh, We appreciate everybody. Roll Tide. Roll Tide.